Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Tony from Instinctive Movement System today. In today's podcast, we have a special guest, Ms. Kirby Plessis from Plessis Expert Network. Did I get that right, Kirby? Close. Plessis Experts Network. (laughs) All right. Uh, Today's subject is going to be tech neck or tech headaches, Uh, neck pain and headaches people get from from technology, whether it be laptops, desktop computers, cell phones, social media, and Kirby is an expert of all of that stuff. So she probably encounters it a lot, right Kirby? I do. I am constantly either looking at the laptop or my phone. I'm always on technology. Okay, and and being a clinician for many, many years, I of course saw a lot of people with with tech neck complaints and there's some very interesting strategies out there um, for tech neck. Uh, Kirby, what would you say the, the most complaints that you have and other people in your environment have? You know, what's their complaints? Is it just neck pain or headaches or what is it? I think it's probably um, both neck pain and headaches, but also tension even along the shoulders. So like a tension headache going to the back of your head. And, and it's mostly from... I mean, I would say even mostly the phone, standing and looking down at the phone, because I have my phone open even when I'm in the grocery store sometimes waiting in line. I'll open my phone and I'll look down at it. And that's, sure, uh, sure. That's... So the, the chief problem with all of these, um, whether it be the cell phone, uh, looking down, Kirby described, or I know she's alluded to before, some people have a bad habit of laying in bed and being on their cell phone or their laptop. And... What that is, it's flexion. You know, extension is when you look way up, and then flexion is when you bend over or look way down. And so when you put your neck in a flex position or a bent position and it's held there for a long time, it's like squeezing your fist. And squeeze your fist off and on all day, no problem. But if you squeeze your fist and you squeeze it real tight for three hours, you ain't gonna be able to move your hand the next day. Or if let's say you're like you're bending your finger backwards and you bend your finger backwards till it maybe cracks a little bit and you hold it there for two seconds, no big deal. You can probably do that a hundred times a day, no problem. But let's say you bend that finger all the way back and now you hold it there for two hours. That finger isn't gonna move for two weeks, it's gonna be so sore. So what most people do then, you can do massage, chiropractic, physical therapy, blah, 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 hot packs, ibuprofen. There's a million treatments for it. But the real underlying cause is twofold. First of all, we got to get better posture and try to correct our behaviors. You know, when we're, when we're working on the computer, the cell phone, whatever, you know. But still, you're not going to be perfect. Nobody has perfect posture, including me. Try to improve it a little bit. Identify your, your posture and what you're doing. But the big thing is, don't stretch it. People are always stretching their neck and trying to stretch out the headache. Nothing wrong with massage, nothing wrong with chiropractic, physical therapy, and nothing wrong with stretching. But the problem with the neck is, and the, the, what causes the headaches, it's being constantly stretched. So now you go to stretch it more, you're just perpetuating the problem. So what you need to do is stabilize it. It's kind of like bending a coat hanger. You keep bending that coat hanger, eventually it breaks and gets weak and loose. So we need to strengthen that. And it doesn't mean I'm going to make the muscles big and strong. That means that these muscles that are overstretched, we actually have to wake them up. They're just not engaging. They're not working. So little isometric exercises to just get these muscles working. And think about your head and neck like a radio tower. And you have tension cables all around that radio tower, right? To keep it upright against the wind and storms and gravity. 
Well, now imagine one or two of those cables are really tight and the other ones are loose and dangling. Our tower isn't going to be too stable, is it? So we need equal tension on those tension wires around the tower. The same thing with the muscles in your neck. The tension in your neck muscles need to be symmetrical and equal too. So the single most, if I had to pick one movement for people to do, it'd be the chin tuck exercise. Try to wake up those lazy muscles in the front of your neck. I always ask people, both when I'm teaching a injury prevention class or with patients or athletes I'm working with, how often does the front of your neck hurt? Never. Why? Because it never does anything. So you have to get those tension cables on the tower, that is the muscles in the front of your neck working again. Now that doesn't mean bending down, looking down, that just stretches and irritates the cartilage and ligaments and the disc in the back of your neck. There's a little exercise we call a chin tuck and it's, it, it's very tricky but very simple. It's easy to get wrong because people's behaviors is always to look down. The chin tuck is where you pull your chin in, you wake up those muscles in front of the neck without actually bending the neck. And so what we're going to do is, is try to offer people some instruction. We can't really do it here in a podcast. But in the future, I want them to look into stabilizing and strengthening their neck rather than constantly stretching it because that's what you do all day. You put your neck in strained positions and it's in a constant stretch position, which is not good for the disc. It's not good for the tendons. It's not good for the ligaments. So we need to think, think of strengthen and stabilize for tech neck. Okay, okay um, one thing that I do to relieve the pain in the neck is I also crack it a lot. What okay. about that? Yeah, um, we call that self-mobilization or self-manipulation. And manipulating cracking joints can be effective treatment, but done repeatedly can actually perpetuate the problem. So, and a lot of people are like that. Um, I've seen a lot of patients over the years that were self-mobilizers that were cracking their neck constantly. And they had no coordination of their neck muscles, no stability, no strength. And so what I had them do is try to get out of that habit of constantly cracking the neck. It's, it's a strong urge to resist. It's so an itch. <laughs> I, yeah, it is. So I try to, I negotiate with my patients. I say, okay, you're allowed to do it once a day. That's it. But you need to strengthen isometrically, even just for two or five seconds, strengthen the neck. Do some isometric strengthening exercise to your neck. Every time you have that urge to stretch and crack your neck because it's irritating, it's nagging you, then after about a week or so, that urge to crack and stretch your neck all the time will go away once you strengthen and stabilize. The nerve endings, the irritation will start to go away when you strengthen and stabilize. I've had a messed up neck myself, and my neck feels better than it has now that I'm older because I stabilize and strengthen it all the time, and I used to be an over-manipulator and a self-cracker too, and I got away from it. How about the jaw? Because I also feel sometimes pain in the jaw and I'll crack my jaw even. Yeah, what happens when you have the technique and there's technique means a lot of different things. There's a lot of different bad postures. So you're at a laptop and you, let's say you have reading glasses, bifocals, trifocals, and you're kind of crinking your jaw jutting way out. And so now not only you're giving yourself a headache, you're irritating the disc and cartilage and you're nowhere that going into your shoulder blades. But now, your TMJ joint, we call temporomandibular joint, is suspending differently. And it's putting some of those jaw muscles in a strained position. So a lot of times, dentists will put dental appliances in people's mouth to help with the TMJ, which often can be 
part of the solution, but you need to look at your posture, fix that tech neck, and now oftentimes that can help the TM, the temporal mandibular joint as well. And I know that I had told you in the past about, you know, laying in bed and looking at my phone and how I can definitely feel the effect on my neck at that point because my neck, my chin will be to my chest. Mm -hmm. I know it's a bad habit to be looking at your devices in bed at all, but say you're going to, what should you do? You know, prop yourself up, get a couple of those great big pillows or wedges and prop yourself up a little bit. So now your neck's only bent about half the distance or get a big pillow on your lap and now the cell phone, laptop, iPad, tablet is way up higher, so now your neck is not strained so much. Okay, and it's, it's not about straining, squeezing of the muscles, but it's putting the muscles in a stretch and have them elongated and overstretched and have them held in that position. That really irritates the tendon where it attaches to the bone and, and long term can really wreck and tear the disc in the neck and cause it to degenerate over time. You know, because a lot of time tech neck happens not after a couple of weeks, but after years and years. Now it becomes a real serious problem that may even need surgical intervention. So, any other questions, Kirby? No, I think I've I've got them right now. I mean, one other thing that I've always seen too with uh, tech neck mm -hmm. or similar conditions is the forward poking of the chin. Uh, where you'll see, and that happens a lot more when you see people working on laptops or desktop computers, that they, uh, that their chin will glide forward too far, and that creates a lot of pressure in the back of the neck. And um, I think a lot of it goes back to training postural muscles. You know, uh, regardless, you know, we feel the pain in the neck because of the forward flexed head and all that. It's so we got a neck problem. So of course, what does everybody want to do when you get a pain? Stretch it. Yeah, no, stretch. Well, I got to stretch my neck. <laughs> That's not the problem, you know. And um, even for those of you going back on the um, IMS training, one of the first things we do is talk about correcting posture. And it's very, very simple. And it's really not necessarily a head and neck problem. It becomes more of the victim. It's all about working the core, the hips, positioning yourself, even in a standing position. Uh, that you want to have that part of your body working very well. And again, I see a lot of the forward gliding of the chin as well. And that becomes really kind of a hip problem, right? I mean, in a yeah, sense. Doc, yeah, Dr. Tom hit the nail on the head. You know, I'm giving you some little tips here on quit stretching your neck, strengthen it for tech neck, but he's exactly right. In our seated worker program, the most important thing you can do if you sit at a desk, a laptop, or sit, stand on your cell phone, even a stand-up desk all the time, the most important thing you can do for your whole entire body is get your hips moving better because right. that will then help your posture. That will help your alignment. Kirby alluded to this. It's going to help your TMJ. It's going to help your shoulder blade tension. It's going to help everything. It's all about the core. It's all about the hips. And the less you use it because you sit all day, the more you need to do something. You don't need a strong core. You need a smart core. And that, you know, that comes from just doing some dynamic movement drills. You don't need to go to the gym for three hours a day. You don't need to do two hours of yoga, just a couple minutes of little drills to help with a posture alignment. And I'm thinking about my posture right now as you're doing this. I don't know if you see me sitting <laughs> yes. straighter. But um, the, the challenge for me is going to be back when I get back to my computer today, get back to work. I yeah, the, the, See, the, your subconscious habit earlier, we were, I was watching you and you just kind of let yourself go the way it wanted to go and you drop into this posture. Now the conscious behavior is you corrected yourself and we need that to be the subconscious behavior that you just automatically default to that position. And when you did that, 
just like Tony said, the guy wires on a big on, on a radio tower have now started to tense themselves up properly and you take all this pressure off. And sometimes it's just as simple as adjusting the position of your hips and everything else falls into line. You yeah. know, we hear all these complicated things. Well, you know, keep your shoulders back, keep your head up, keep your back straight and all well, that. That's just too darn much to think about it. When you're working, you're not going to think about that and you will default back to your bad posture. But if you practice the hips, working the hips and doing the techniques that we teach in the uh, IMS program, this stuff just falls into line and it's very natural. It's like watching a baby. You know, if you ever look at a six month old set up, you know, they first learn to sit up. Perfect posture. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. That big old head and that little body and they're trying to balance and they start to develop all the spinal musculature. And that's just natural. It doesn't, they don't get any training on that. But somewhere down the line, we've allowed ourselves to change that. And it's so simple to get back to. Same way with technique. Even with an improved posture, better positioning the shoulders, the head and better balance, you're probably more likely to bring your phone up a little higher and it feels more comfortable. And yeah. it, those are just things that how you train and the things that you do will bring you back to a very neutral, natural posture. But you have to train it now because you don't want to do that. And it'll come. Yeah, it'll come in time. We want to offer you some real-world solutions because if you do some little hip movement, little drills now and then, it'll help your posture. Now, here's the reality. Nobody's posture is going to be perfect. You're not going to get rid of your cell phone. You're not going to get rid of your laptop. You got to sit on the plane. You got to do all these things. So if you can make some subtle improvements, great, but you can't fix it perfectly. So by doing little isometric stability drills for the neck, working on the hip control, now your tolerance, even if you have to do something bad for your neck, like be on your laptop or cell phone all day long, now your tolerance is going to be so much greater because of these little fixes you did, these little stability movements, these little hip and core movements you did. Now your tolerance is going to be vastly improved, so you're not going to get as many as headaches. You're not going to be as sore. So you just mentioned something of interest. I am on planes a lot. I'm on an airplane a lot. Mm -hmm. Is there a best way to sit on the airplane, or is, am I going to re kind of rely on before you know, I've, doing these exercises? I've seen ergonomics people post a lot of stuff where they look at, well, this is the best posture, you know, and they look at all these studies. Well, that study was for the lumbar disc and they're ignoring the neck and the problems. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, that's good. All your studies show this posture is good for your low back, but it's crummy for your neck, right? So we have to look at everything. And so nobody's going to sit in perfect ergonomic posture. Especially so for the, four hours on a Exactly. Plane. So the best posture is a constantly moving one. So be aware of your hip position. Every couple minutes, every five minutes, every 20 minutes, whatever you can, kind of rock the hips back and forth. Reposition the neck and the shoulders. Do a couple little chin tucks. Stand up and open up the chest like a little yoga stretch. You know, because to be honest, if you assumed a perfect ergonomic alignment position and posture and you didn't move for three hours, you're gonna feel lousy. We're not statues. Okay, we can't just look at the human body as a statue. There's a lot of dynamics going on in the human body. So just trying to get some movement, even when you sit in the chair and you kind of squeeze your muscles and stretch your hamstrings and squeeze your glutes, contract your shoulder blades together, doing that once for five seconds. Look at cats and dogs, what do they do when they get up from laying around? They kind of do some yoga poses. They get it down and do child's pose or, or cobra. You know, so doing little things like that, 
when you sit on the airplane go a long ways. If you go four hours and don't move, we got problems. But if you do the little stretch or that little exercise drill once every 20 minutes, yeah. now your tolerance and how you feel after that flight is going to be much better. My dogs do yoga all the time. In fact, they're practicing the sleeping pose right now. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they do that. But I wanted to add in that thing about the you know, the posture too. And when we see, we see it a lot in industry and you'll, maybe it's an airline magazine. What's the best way to sit in a chair? Well, okay, you could look at it and you might try to assume that posture. And if that's not a very natural thing for you, that's very tiring to hold yourself like that. And you just, and same way with uh, like an industry, we'll see this for seated workers. Well, here's the ideal posture. We'll put you in this chair that forces you into the ideal posture and you, uh, uh, you know, lifting and pushing and pulling. This is how you do it. Brain doesn't work that way, does it? I mean, it, no, that's it's that conscious behavior for a second or two. But when you get back to work and you're looking at your computer, you're lifting, you're doing all your tasks, you will default back to the thing that's bad. That's reality. That's reality. So to say this is all great and dandy, we're going to try to help you out. This is the best way to sit. Well, it's all about training and it doesn't take much, right? I mean, it's not a, like Tony says, you don't need three, four hours a day in the gym to do this. These are simple techniques you can learn and practice a little bit each day, like learning how to get out of a chair. And uh, little things like that are so important in developing good posture. And then you don't have to worry about it. It just happens naturally. So that, and same way with technique. I know that's our topic today, but it, it's all kind of the same thing, isn't it? Sure, sure. And we got lots more information for you. Just go to our website, instinctivemovement.com and if you're looking for somebody and to be an expert in the world of what would you call it Kirby cyber investigations all right Kirby's the one where can people get a hold of Kirby at okay so again I do cyber investigations or OSINT open source intelligence um, and you can get hold of me at pluses.net I'm also on Twitter at Kirbster K-I-R-B-S-T-R all right excellent thank you everybody Thanks, Kirby. thank you